Okay. There we go. How much does Mike McCarthy want to rely on that in these early downs? Second down, Prescott puts through again. Lamb, in stride. Room to run. He's down inside the 20. Makes the move. C.D. Lamb is going to score. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And how about them Cowboys, Trista? Woo! Helping my commanders get the number two pick, covering in the first half. I was a Cowboys fan for one day. I feel disgusting. I took two showers and covered myself in bleach. But you know what? It was worth it. And I'm very, very happy. It was a glory, wasn't it? Did you feel like it was? It was glorious. It was glorious for us Cowboys fans, Trista. It was it yeah. was a great, great day for us. <laughs> How about our Cowboys, Nick? Our Cowboys. I I just I, I literally I had an out of body experience in that end of that first half, just praying for CD. I mean, it was just like, yeah, CD Lane, let's go. And I look around, I'm like, oh god, what, what what's happened to me? What are we doing? But you know what it is, what it is. When you got money, then you're fading your team, and you got a number two pick on the line. It is what it is, and you just have to deal with it. So, But here we are. We finally get to the playoffs now. And, you know, as we've done these power rankings throughout the year, right, I feel like the front end is there's been one or two teams, obviously, like the Eagles are one, and the Bills for a while were that team that just kind of plummeted. The Eagles were the team that's plummeted now. The Bills were that team before. But the front end, we had kind of like similar teams kind of rounding around the top five. The back end is where things have gotten crazy. I mean, we've watched the Broncos jump in for a while for some of us. Uh, the the Packers, the Texans, the the Chargers for a while. So we really have had. I feel like the like we talk about the parity in college football. The parity in the NFL is just as much, if not more. And I know Tom Brady called it mediocrity in the NFL. And I've kind of started to fall in line a little bit and kind of see what he's talking about there. But this does kind of play into what could be a really wild postseason in the NFL, which might make it really hard to bet on, right? Because as we get in there, we're going to think we know what's going on, and then you're going to have a couple of teams. Like, if you get the bad bills against the Steelers, we just talked to Ryan O'Halloran from the Buffalo News, and you look and go, if you get the bad bills, the Steelers could win that game with that offense under Mason Rudolph, which, again, that sentence coming out of my mouth just feels weird to even say. We we can't have that, honestly. We just That's not good for the NFL. That's not good for Bills fans. That's not good for betters. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people taking that 10, even though you know it's the biggest number, obviously, in, in the postseason so far. You've got the Green Bay Packers, who are, I think, seven-and-a-half-point dogs. But – yeah, no, you just can't have a team that really shouldn't even be in the playoffs at all beat the Bills. We just can't. Mm-hmm. We just had to have somebody step in, Ashu. That would be a problem. No. And then no T.J. Watt on top of that. I mean, you're losing your best pass rusher, one of the best in the NFL, the big weapon that you'd have against Josh Allen, disrupting him and what that offense can do. Yeah. The Steelers, uh, again, though, it's like, God, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, no matter what, they find ways. We said that for so long about Bill Belichick. Now it's becoming the Mike Tomlin. Now, I know it's not on the same level, hasn't won all the Super Bowls, hasn't had the playoff success, clearly, that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had. But in reality, we, we blink and all of a sudden you're like, wait, oh yeah, the Steelers are in the playoffs again after everything that's happened this year. Yeah, I don't know how he does it every year with these terrible <laughs> rosters. The quarterback situation has been a mess ever since really Big Ben became washed and somehow they got into the playoffs yeah. during that kind of downturn as well I don't I really am amazed he should win coach of the year for this team even being in the playoffs I think honestly that's a great point there's a lot of coaches that have deserved coach of the year but Mike Tomlin should actually be in the mix but it's funny because how many times have we heard people 
wanting Mike Tomlin to be fired. Let me tell you something, Steelers fans. You do that, you're going to really regret it, and it's going to be a dark, lonely alley you're going to be walking down trying to find that next head coach of that team. Mike Tomlin has brought stability there, and he's given a culture that very few organizations have. So, yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin with – it's funny. You, we think back to that – even that Roethlisberger year, you're right. It was the ghost of the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger, his last year in the NFL, and you're like, this guy should not even be starting, yet he still found a way. So it is what it is. The Steelers were in the playoffs. But spoiler alert, they are not going to be, Trista, in my top ten for my power rankings. Let's get no. to those NFL power rankings now. Ben MGM tonight, power rankings. Hell yeah. Surprising here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but my number 10 team is going to be the Green Bay Packers. Now, I'm not going to be as crazy as Ryan has been, and we know he's just, you know, riding the roller coaster that's been the Green Bay Packers as well. Uh, The Packers do not have the best quarterback in the NFL in Jordan Love. But Jordan Love against the Bears, 27-32 passing, 316 yards, couple of touchdowns, fourth straight game with a passer rating over 100. I mean, he looks like a legit franchise quarterback now and you know I, I I get the fact that we look at this and say well you know he's been in the offense for years yeah but he's been playing behind Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a ton of time practicing even with the ones this was his first year as an actual starter for the Green Bay Packers you would expect even with a couple of years within the organization it's not the same as just getting out there on the field Jordan Love has gotten out there on the field now, and we've seen him answer the challenge, right? When you hear your general manager say, yeah, this last stretch of the regular season is really going to determine what his future is with the team. That Essentially, they were saying, hey, play well, or we may move on from you already. Well, he played well, and he's helped get the Green Bay Packers to the playoffs. They've won three straight games right now. I, I really love the way the Green Bay is playing, so I'm going to have to put them in the top 10 specifically because of Jordan Love and his play. Number nine for me is the Rams, a team that I loved coming into the regular season. Loved the over on their win total. It was just six and a half. They went over that. It's a team that, when healthy, is a playoff team, right? And here they are, healthy again. They snuck into the playoffs. They are a playoff team. But the big thing for me with the Rams, as we've gotten to this point, is they got young talent contributing. It's not just Matt Stafford. It's not just Cooper Cup, but it's Puka Nakua in the season, obviously, that he's had. A record-setting rookie year for a wide receiver. But you've also got Byron Young, Kobe Turner. These are both third-round picks for the, the Rams. Remember, they haven't had first-round picks in years. They just said, F those picks, right? Just got rid of them all, won their Super Bowl. We thought they'd totally tank. Byron Young and Kobe Turner finished second and first among rookies in sacks this year. This is third-round picks. So they were able to find some younger talent and then put themselves in a position to succeed with that young talent. And you know what that is? That's a sign of a great front office. And that's how you rebuild teams fast. And they've actually overachieved this season. But if you got Matt Stafford throwing the football to a couple of really good receivers, Kyron Williams now in the backfield, I mean, this guy, right? We know week after week, rushing and receiving yards every single week for Kyron Williams. He's there with Christian McCaffrey. He's one of those guys you take that prop every single week. So they found their running back. They found their feature back that also was a good pass catcher out of the backfield. The Rams are dangerous. They can go in and they can beat Detroit. That's how good that team is right now. They could even be a sneaky play for a team to win the NFC. It's not like they don't have a a roster with guys that have experience there and a coach that's already won a Super Bowl. So they're a really sneaky team that now healthy is better than what their record was, especially during some of the roller coaster early in the year. Number eight for me is the Miami Dolphins. Now, The Dolphins are another team where you watched, obviously, at the beginning of the season and the 70 points, and you're like, oh, my God, this is Devon Achan. And they're like, look at what they're they're capable of, and they're so deep. Then the defense was a problem. But then the defense got better once Jalen Ramsey got out there. So you're thinking, okay, a little more balance now. 
They actually aren't a liability defensively. And then the injuries set in. And a lot of injuries set in with this team. I mean, they just went out and signed Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin because they need somebody to get out there. They just need guys to go after the quarterback. They need edge rushers. They need anybody to just fill that position at this point. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, already out with season-ending injuries. They just put Jerome Baker, uh, Cameron Good, and Andrew Van Ginkle all on injured reserve. Like, they have no depth left at that position. So to me, the Dolphins are a real liability. I think they lose to the Chiefs. Chiefs are four-point favorites. I think that's about right. And I think Kansas City ends up winning that game. The Dolphins, certainly, even if they get Jalen Waddell back, have the ability to keep up at least offensively with the Chiefs because we know the Chiefs are a liability when it comes to that wide receiver core. But defensively, the Dolphins are just, it's going to be hard for them to overcome what they've got going on injury-wise. Now, I put the Browns in at number seven because they're kind of the opposite, right? The defense is everything for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, think about this. They started five different quarterbacks. I know Jeff Driscoll at the end of the year was just kind of like, let's throw somebody out there because we've already got the five seed locked up. But they clinched the five seed with five different starting quarterbacks essentially this season. And that's still a testament to their defense and Kevin Stefanski and the coaching right now for the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco's experience, though. like I, Joe Flacco has a chance to throw multiple interceptions in just about any playoff game that they have. But it's also because the guy's been out there for a few weeks with this team. So mistakes are going to be there. But to have him thrown into this position where he is, a veteran that's won a Super Bowl, played in a lot of playoff games, and also willing to air that thing out. They're willing to throw the football with him. And you've got that Browns defense on top of it. I really love what Cleveland's at least ceiling can be. But it's still no matter what starts with the defense there. Number six is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they do beat the Miami Dolphins. The receivers are the big question, though, right? I mean, you look around and you go, you're 15th in scoring, and we don't want to count out Patrick Mahomes, though. Well, here's the thing about don't count out Patrick Mahomes, right? That's a fair statement. But this is Patrick Mahomes' season this year. Again, a lot of it is what he's got going on. A lot of drops. We, we, we've seen that the entire year. That receiver core is just walking brain farts. They make mistake after mistake after mistake. Here's Patrick Mahomes' numbers this year. Seven yards per pass, worst of his career. 261 passing yards per game, worst of his career. He threw a touchdown on 4.5% of his passes, lowest of his career. He threw an interception on 2.3% of his passes, highest of his career. His passer rating of 92.6, worst of his career. And he was sacked 4.3% of his dropbacks, which is the most of his career. So, this is the worst season Patrick Mahomes has ever had. And some of it's what he's surrounded by, but it's also still on top of that, the fact that this is just not the same offense and it's not the same team. I like him against Miami, but I do look at this Chiefs team and I can't go out and just say it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. There's more to it than just that. Lions come in at non number five for me. Sam Laporta's knee injury is the question, though. I mean, that sucks uh, that you're going into the playoffs now with a question mark on one of the best young tight ends in the NFL and whether he's not going to play. But the good thing is the, the the Lions have a ton of depth on offense, ton of weapons, ton of guys that they can throw the football to, and they're a top-five rush defense. So that's going to be something, a great matchup against Kyron Williams and the Rams this weekend. Can that top-five rushing defense at least contain, to a point, one of the big weapons that the Rams have offensively there? And, you know, look, Lions are playing indoors, and we know, right? Oh, Jared Goff loves indoors. You're going to be at home. You're going to have the fan base behind you there. I mean, that's going to be one of my favorite games to watch this weekend. But you do have a matchup that is going to be difficult against that Rams team. But I still put the Lions in at number five. And I got to take one of the hottest teams in the NFL and put them inside the top five. That's going to be the Bills. They could have missed the playoffs week 18. And they also could have won the division. Well, they won five straight and they won the division. We just talked to Ryan O'Halloran about that, right? We don't know what team you're going to get week after week from these Buffalo Bills. 
But you know what? It was a hell of a swing, and this is a team that's in playoff mode now. And how can you count out a team that's won five straight games with their backs against the wall, offensive coordinator gets fired, and they find a way to get themselves into the playoffs? But I am massively concerned about Josh Allen and those turnovers, right? Boom or bust. And what are you going to get? And can they overcome those turnovers? It's one of the most concerning things about that team. Your and my, well, they're not my Cowboys anymore, Trista. Your Cowboys, my Cowboys for one week, they come in at number three for me. And being at home is the most important thing for them, right? The Dallas Cowboys at home this year, we know. 8-0, 8-0, 37 points per game, giving up just under 16 points a game defensively. And then on the other side of things, when they're on the road, 4-5 and five scoring just 23 points a game, and they've given up almost 21 a game. So they're way better defensively, way better offensively, much more comfortable, kind of like the Lions, really good at home, good indoors. Those things work for them. So for the Cowboys to be at home, that's a big deal. But also we watch them overtake the division at the end of the season. That's a team that's clearly trending up right now. Listen, Mike McCarthy still got some pressure on him because you want to talk about walking brain farts for the Chiefs. Well, Mike McCarthy is also a walking brain fart when it comes to late-game situations in the playoffs. 49ers are in at number two for me. We know they're loaded offensively. We know that this team's got plenty of talent on both sides of the football. Some injuries defensively here. Brock Purdy actually has, right, a little bit of playoff experience. The problem was the last playoff game that he was in, he couldn't actually throw the football, so he's just kind of standing around. But that's really still going to be the question. Are they behind? Can Brock Purdy bring them back? We still really truly haven't had that question answered enough where you're comfortable saying that he can, but he at least is cool under pressure. Clearly nothing phases this kid, and on top of that, he's had at least some playoff experience given where they were last year, even before he got hurt. And obviously, number one, though, is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I am a little concerned about Rust, but you're no way you're playing anybody in that sloppy game that you had with the number one seed locked up for the Ravens. So it's two weeks off. Lamar Jackson has playoff experience as well. He's locked in. He's healthy. This team is very healthy. So I don't worry too much about the rust, but it is still something that's at least in the back of my mind. But you do what you did to the 49ers. You do what you did to the Dolphins at the end of the regular season. The Baltimore Ravens now are playing the best football out of anybody in the NFL, even the Bills. I know the Bills have won five straight, but they haven't been as clean and a team that you're more comfortable with like you would be with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens committed number one for me, Trista. Ravens, 49ers, Cowboys, that's my top three. Who were you vacillating on putting into the top 10 that you didn't put into the top 10? Because I want to get your thoughts on why no Texans and why the Packers? Just Jordan Love? No, the Packers, you're saying why Packers instead of Texans? Yes, why no Texans and the Packers? Yeah, I, I think that one, I also like the fact you have a little more playoff experience in terms of the coaching with the Green Bay Packers there, I think, which is important. But that was the team's, that was what I was debating. Is it going to be Packers? Is it going to be Texans here? Texans are a much younger team. Well, the, the Packers are a young team too, but I'd elevate just a little bit given the playoff experience from the coaching staff on the Green Bay side of things versus what you got with the coaching staff. D'Amico Ryans, at least, is a head coach when it comes to the Texans going into the playoffs. But again, I'm like, I'm splitting hairs at that point. You know I love this Texans team. I love C.J. Stroud, and he's got the same amount of playoff experience as Jordan Love, so it's not like there's really that much of a difference there. But it was like 10A and 10B, basically, for when we're looking at with the Texans. I love, love this Texans team. And I look... They could go in and surprise everybody. They're, they're playing with house money. They got absolutely nothing to lose. So that kind of shows, right? We talked about the back end of our power rankings a lot this year. Multiple teams where you're like, God, can I put them in? I'm splitting hairs and trying to come up with a reason why they're 9 and they're 10 and they'd be 11. It's tough. We're loaded. All right, Trista's power rankings next. It's BetMGM Tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM.